Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Right, welcome listeners to episode 8 of Fresh from the Esky. We've got our um, surprise guest host here today, uh, Joel Oysters Kilpatrick, who did an episode with us last year himself. Thank good. you very much for coming along, Joel. Good afternoon, Ledge. Yeah, thanks for having me again. And probably a surprise to Tim Turtleborg it was too, but Joel's along. But thank you very much for coming along as our guest, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. It's about time. Actually, let's straight up get that out of the way. Where's Turtle come from? I've thought about it a bit. I thought, A, were you very shy as a kid and didn't come out of your shell? Definitely not. B, were you very slow? Like, really <laughs> slow? Or C, did you not walk on all on two feet until grade three or four or something? No, or? Def- definitely walked. Um, so, so what is the truth behind it? Uh, when I was a young kid, had a potty. Well, actually, the other one is, I thought maybe you'd left home early and just left the backpack <laughs> yeah, and, packed up and, and got kicked out of home. Because, out, oh, so. I wouldn't put that past Ross. He's a pretty hard man. <laughs> Yeah, it can be tough at times, but no, when I was younger I had a potty trainer called Tommy Turtle, and just ended up getting Timmy Turtle from that, and it stuck. It has, so, that's yeah. stuck for a long time, from yeah. potty training. Yeah, from potty training, so, I mean, I was potty training until I was at least 15, so. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it obviously went for a while, yeah. <laughs> And how's that working for now? You've got a pretty good day these days. Yeah, yeah, mate. Use a toilet regularly? Lower, lower toilet at home, obviously, so I can... Yep. get there but yeah no it's all working no i'm not going to make any short jokes all right <laughs> i mean we could say this is going to be a short episode and all that yeah. shit but i think you've probably heard all the short jokes heard a couple yeah. yep yep i reckon you would have yeah all right like i say thank you very much for coming on as a listener to the show you know we're going to have a beer yep now i tried to chase down some yapoon beers there's a brewery microbrewery uh, yep, out yep. yapoon these yep. days yep yep beers yeah yep. i went to see them at the bursica tavern i thought maybe they stocked them or someone told me they did but the guy said to me he said, there's no brewery at Yapoon. I said, well, I think there is, mate. Yeah. He said, at the Hidden Valley. There's no Hidden Valley around here. I said, I think <laughs> there is, mate. There's a we gun club out there. There's <laughs> no such thing as Hidden Valley. There's a gun club out Lakes Creek Road. Yeah, well, that's what it's called, mate, Hidden Valley. But anyway, you know more than me. Yeah. But anyway, we didn't get Yapoon beer, which is, I thought would have been great. The only good thing to ever come out of Yapoon would have been beer because nothing else down there is any oh, good. One good junior player from Yapoon? No, no, but he was, um, <laughs> he was a Victorian originally. True, yeah. yeah. You know, come on. Still is Victorian. Actually, yeah. for you, I see Aubrey was voted as the best town in Australia. Best town in Australia. Yeah. Yep. Aubrey Wodonga, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, the people that voted on that, I've obviously never been there in the last 10 years. So it's an <laughs> absolute shit off. I remember when they combined that as a town and there was, you know, they're going to change it. We'll call it Ordonga. Oh, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, no, Wodonga's like the south side of Rocky, mate. No one goes over there. Everyone just stays in Aubrey. Used to have some good footballers come out of there. Actually, came up and played up here. The Britain boys, they were absolute guns up at uh, Kazali Stadium there in the Cairns Football League when that all took off. Anyway, we better get a beer out, all right? Sounds great. Friday afternoon beer. This will be my first one for the afternoon. Bike in a bar. Have you tried these? No, I haven't. No. I haven't either. Is this Thank the you. rugby league bike in a bar guy or the crackerjack guy? Oh, Mick Yeah. Wasn't he bike in a bar? I'll be honest, I've got no idea. I just, I know there's a podcast sponsored by it. It's probably not as big as our podcast. Yeah, I've got no idea. Ooh, that's not bad. 
Does it taste alright? It's very ailey for a lager, but... Oh, that's good. It's cold. Yeah. I did see the Melbourne bitters when I rocked up here, and I thought, oh, I haven't had one of them, but... Yeah, yeah, no, we've already tried them. Yeah. Great beer, though, Melbourne Bitter. You might still... have one of them as your second one, mate. They're mm. pretty good. Yeah, right, eh? Oh, they're, they're kind of the, you know, the point. That's my benchmark beer, really, the Melbourne Bitters, I reckon. Okay. And these ones yeah. specifically, they, they seem to be quite ripe. They're ready to go. These aren't too bad, actually. No, I don't mind a lager, so... Only 4.2. Yeah, lagers seem to be the go these days. Everyone drinks lagers. I, I think we've become a bit soft as a beer-drinking society. I thought you it was know, the other way. It the ale. Well, isn't that isn't, isn't it pale ale pale just a lighter ale. lager? No, I don't know. So. That's a very American pale ales, I think you'll find. Yeah. And I think they're just lighter lagers. I had Hogshead, Hogshead or something at the Hogsbury Fair, and it's yep. very almost tasteless. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'm a bit of. This isn't too bad though. It's, I've tasted worse beer than that. Bitter bloke, and they got new uh, new Forex bitters out as well. No, new VBs out. Mate. New VBs. Yeah, 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 we're going to have. Shout out to Justin Trim. We shared one last weekend. They're um, throwdowns too, aren't they? Yeah, they're delicious yep. too. And they're six percent alcohol. Tastes like the old VB. Why are they making them maroon? Why are they trying to do they're, it? No, they're more of a red. Are they? Yeah, they're not maroon. They're red. Oh, right. Yeah. To show that they're the higher strength ones. But is it a Queensland thing? Are we trying to just push? I won't them be. Ch- I won't be changing over to them. I think I'll stick with the green tins. But yeah, I would too. VB's still very good beer, especially if you want to get drunk. Yeah, not a fan of VB myself. I can have a couple, but. I'll... What's your beer of choice? Great Northern. Yeah, I've been getting on the uh, better beers lately, the no-carb, low-calorie low beers. Um, but, yeah, there's not too many beers I don't like, so I'm yeah, no, happy I, to give I, most a try. i a couple of low, no-carb ones here, Burley Big Heads oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, Big Heads, yeah. They're not they yeah, they're a bad good. beer. Yeah. Then I had a Han gluten-free beer the other week, too. I don't know why. I didn't know beer had gluten, but I suppose it does. I don't know how you'd make a gluten-free one. I don't know. It mustn't be out of wheat. Yeah. Beer's out of hops. Is it gluten in hops? That's what beer really should be yeah. out of. But I think these have all got something else in them. Mangoes or something. Anyway, Turtleborg, we've established you were toilet trained late in life. Yep. I know you were around the footy club at the Glenmore or Wandle Bulls as a child probably because the old man played a lot of footy there in the early days. Yeah, the old man was a very first junior in Capricornia. Oh, was he? Very first junior, yep. I didn't realise that. Yeah, so they used to pick him up in the, I think, uh, Dunno had his ute and used to pick them all up and they would have been about 16 in the back of the ute and we started from there. Um, so my first year at the Bulls would have been 92 as a player. Yep. So I was seven years old when we moved back up to Rocky, so. Yeah, I think I remember coaching you, actually. Do you want to coach you? Are, are you going to blame me for anything? Or? No, no. I no? can't remember the coaches I th- I back think... then, but it was, it was a fair while ago, so. Yeah, the pain... No, oh, no, they I were would have been before here. the pain no. boys. We were yeah. uh, we no. had the Cruz boys, Dale Parker, Matty That's Cameron. Right. Yeah. I think a few of the Bone boys were playing at that stage. Yeah, um, the Seenies were still playing. Yeah, and that would have been before we combined with Panthers. Uh, you never played that year, did you? No, I don't think so. No, no I think that was no, about '95. So you must only played a couple of years of juniors yeah, with us. Yeah, only had a few. Um, I was pretty big into my basketball by the time I moved up to Rocky. So, yep. From where did you? When you say you moved up from? Uh, so, born in Brisbane, um, spent a little bit of time down the Gold Coast. So, is that why your old man finished footy here? He moved to Brisbane? Yeah, so dad? with his work. So, we were in Brisbane. Um, he got shifted to Townsville for a bit of work over in Perth when I was younger and then ended up back in the Gold Coast. So, I first started playing for Southport Sharks when I was five years oh, old, I think. So. 
Yeah, Warwick Kappa territory. Yeah. We've been around there those days. Uh, a couple of years there, I was too young to play basketball at that stage, so it was Aussie Rules. And then 92, moved up here. I mean, run into a bit of trouble with work and come up to work for Gary at Gary Seen, yeah. yeah. Great, great patron of the club, Gary Seen. He's been there since the start. Yeah, there's a couple of photos of him the other day building the clubhouse and all that. Yeah, so, um, uh, no, he's yeah. been good to in so many levels, really. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I think he's helped out a few guys with jobs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, he's been good. Wasn't wasn't the best player ever getting around, but he's a, very much a clubman and still yep. likes to come down a fair bit now and support. And Yeah, which is good. We've seen him a bit more the last few years than we did for a while. I think he's been patron for about... 20, yeah. 20 years straight or something like that. Oh, yes. Even more than that, I think. Huge, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so your old man come back here. He got a job with Gary. He's still there now. Still there now? Yeah. Still yeah. There now. I think mum works there. Mum's or, there as well, yeah. Job, yeah. So they've been 21 years yeah. at least there now. So, yeah, um, yeah probably. But basketball was your first love, was it? So you went to school in the Southport then? Or? Uh, so I went to Banana Primary School and Banana yeah. Preschool. So, yeah, no, basketball was my first love, but, yeah, it was, they didn't have a young enough age group and... Obviously, Dad having a footy background, we, we played that as well. So, predominantly just football while I was down there. And then moved so, up here. basketball was of your own volition? Like, the old man was never played basketball? Uh, I used to play as a, as a junior. Um, not to any great levels and that, but yeah, I was always involved in most sports. So, you know, trail riding, motorbikes. As in motorbikes, no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got a Harley nowadays. That's not a trail yeah. riding, that's a tractor. Yeah, he's got that. So, yeah. got his Harley. So, but yeah, no, moved up here and straight into the football and basketball at the same time. So, and the basketball, well, how do I put this? You wouldn't be the tallest basketballer out there, would you? No, I was easily the shortest player out there. So, Were you? Yeah. Do you know, are you the... So you made the Rockhampton Rockets roster, which Rockhampton's been... Had a big team in basketball for... A, I remember, who was that short, dumpy guy that used to coach them years ago? Donnie when, Shepherd. Yes, Donnie yep. Shepherd. When yep. they, were, they won the whole comp one year under him didn't they like they even won the yeah the National League. yeah they, we, yeah i think we had troy muhlenberg and a couple others so yeah that's when yep. muspratt and kavanagh so, and all that were playing so that would have been around the time you were on the roster there yeah yeah i definitely played at that stage so yep. uh, maybe muhlenberg and we had a few others so so would you have been the shortest player you know of on the roster yeah you would have quite comfortably yeah yep. i think next closest to me was probably mitch philpy come along a few years later and he, he even still had a bit of height on me, so yeah, no, I was. Mitch is six foot, isn't he? Yeah, but that's not tall for basketball <laughs> either, so. Well, he's got a little bit of height on him. Yeah, a little, little bit. Of a little yeah, bit. No, I used to um, yeah, play all the junior leagues and I'd play up a couple of divisions with my brother and that as well, and I have dribbled through people's legs before. Yeah. Um, yeah, use it, use it to your advantage, so. Ha- you had a fair leap on you, would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty blessed with a, a good leap back in the day, so. Still does. Still does, yeah. even after two knee reconstructions, is it? Is it yeah, the jumping's not as good now, but um, yeah. yeah, back in the day, you used to have a fair leak to me, so. So, is that what you had to use in basketball? Or agility, or? Uh, yeah, a bit of everything. Um, even with my leap, though, I was still struggling to get to the heights of to other people, but yeah, just your timing. Um, so, where would you play on a basketball court? To so, the best spot for the team? Uh, point guard is what I always played, so. Which is a position at Bras Uh Basically, bring the ball up and... And look for the guy to shoot. Yeah, give it to the taller guys so they can score closer to the basket. So, yeah, like that. Shane Hill used to be a point guard. He did. He did. Yeah, Yeah. he was a bit on the short side too, wasn't he? Yeah. So even I even uh, had a couple of training sessions with Paddy Mills when we went to the AIS at some stage. Another guy who he's really on the short side, probably for a basketball. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he'd be under six foot, I reckon. So I reckon he's um, he's carved out a pretty good. And he's over there playing in the 
Still, still in the NBA, still with Brooklyn. Yeah. A couple other guys used to play up in Cairns, Nate JY and um, a couple of them end up making it to the NBA as well. So I've been toe to toe with a few of them, but yeah, not, yeah. never caught up to that. Probably that taught standard. Them a thing or two, I'd imagine. Yeah, I taught them as much as I could. So well, you can only do what you can do. That's right. So so, what's your opinion on that guy that's over there being a silly bugger now? Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's a guy. Yeah, Ben Simmons. His um, he's crazy. His, his father actually played for the Rockets. Dave Simmons played. Oh, he did was, he, he really? was an import. Yeah, he was a massive man. I think I've got a photo somewhere on my Facebook, possibly of me standing beside him, and I think I'm barely coming to his hip. Like he was a massive man, like yeah, one yeah. of those six nine guys or something. Yeah, and built like a brick shit house and just yeah. So that yeah. was after he played all his NBL and come over here as an import and ended up playing a rockie for a season. And yeah, yep. was... so NBL that's the Australian one, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. so his son Ben's went over there and. Apparently went over quite good raps. Had a good first season, I feel. Yeah, he? number one draft pick coming out of college. Um, look, he's got all the tools. So just, I think just he's, his head's not there. He head. just yeah, is a tool. Yeah. That's the problem, yeah. I think. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I suppose it's a bit far away for us to say too much about it. But, I mean, that seemed like he wanted out. He's a guy that did choke. He, he honestly did choke. And he copped a lot about that. But yep. when you're playing at that level, you're always going to cop a bit about oh, it. Oh, yeah, the spotlight's you know? on you. And he doesn't seem to want to... To listen to other people anyway, or, no. or to work to on those that, things. So. Seems to have that curious attitude about him. Nick Curios, the yeah. tennis player yes. attitude. Like I'm, I'm good. Leave me alone. Let me do what I do, and yeah. not listen to anyone. Have you got an opinion on Nick Curios? Oh, I'd be interested I'm here. Massive one. So he's the biggest wasted talent to come out of Australia in about twenty years. Yeah, I, I think, I think he might be too. Like Nick says, you know, oh, I'm not that concerned about. It. That's because. Nick doesn't really want the pressure of that on him. Like he just says, "Yeah, no, I don't really care." He does care. It's just mm-hmm. that when he fails, it's easy to say, "I don't care." If he had the uh, Leighton Hewitt attitude, I don't think anyone would touch him. No, he, he's one of the most talented oh, tennis players out he's there. He's got some skill. When he turns it on, he's he's yeah, unbelievable. and very watchable, very watchable. Yeah. Joel for a giant as a being, he's yeah. very quick and gets around the court really well. He does, yeah, yeah. for the size of him, he does very well. But he just. His head's not in it. No, nah, it's upsetting to watch, really. To yeah. Someone's got much talent, and, and if they put in a bit of effort, they'd be on top yeah. of the world. But yeah. And that's all right. But then he, you know, if he doesn't want to give it 100%, that's all right. I don't, I don't care. But don't make out that it's everyone else's fault. Mm. You know, oh, the media put too much of the everyone blames. You know, he, he's quite happy to go have a go at everyone else. Novak Djokovic, though he's mates with him now, and doesn't like to be criticised himself. And he goes on about mental health. You do abuse umpires and berate them. It doesn't seem to, they mustn't have mental health or issues or something. Yeah. I don't know. Nah, I don't, yeah, he seems to think everyone's got it out for him, but I think he's put most of that on himself, yeah, to be I honest. Think so, so. Yeah, yeah I, but, I think he could be right. Yeah. I mean, it was good to watch him and Kokonakis when they played in that doubles last year. That was quite exciting tennis to watch, but yeah, it shows I what they can both do. But bit of a show, too, really. Yeah. yeah I, I'm a bit, bit contrived, I thought, but, yeah. but that's me, I suppose. I'll, Coming as one of the guys that to achieve anything had to do extra, like you say, to have that much skill and waste it. And I've, you see so many footballers like that, you think, gee, I wish I had that skill, but it's up to everyone what they want out of sports and all yeah. that, I suppose. I think he's still done a right out of it, so. Yeah. I don't think he's poor. No, no. no. So is the other, who's the other guy um, that they oh, haven't blew the. Curious and. Um, Tomic. Tomic, yeah. Tomic. Yeah. He's. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is he was never going to be as good anyway, I don't think. Uh, it's a different story again, isn't it? So. The one thing in common they have is coming from a background of privilege too. Yep. Boiled background, yep. spoiled brat yep. attitude. 
drive, drive their supercars around and that'll do them. So. They were never going to be boxers, that's for sure. They're big scrape number there. Anyway, we're getting away from the Turtle Borg story. So, basketball, you played that until what age? Probably 22, I think. So I was still playing Rockets, playing in their Jets team, which was their under-21 comp as well. So we'd go yep. away and, and play the Cairns and Townsville Mackay on the same trips, and then you'd back up and warm the bench for the Rockets as well and contribute where you could there. So, yeah, still about 22. Then I started to lose the passion a little bit, all the, all the training you've done, and did not really get that much opportunity with the Rockets. Um, yep. I've often had a lot of imports and... And all that as well. So you get a few minutes here and there, and I end up sitting on the sidelines in a box with my brother and a few mates, and drinking beer, watching the, the Rockets games instead, and sort of found my way back to footy after that. For a long time, it's been very professional up here, hasn't it? Basketball. Like, yeah. I mean, they've had imports for as long as I've been here. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so no. we've had. Well, Neil, Neil Tweedy's been coached the whole time I was there, and I think sometimes now we're getting three, four imports, which is good. Like I know it's a money-making business as well to get the crowd and that in there, but. I think along the way they lost a bit of the local, local talent as well and, and burnt that. And Like I wasn't expecting great minutes. I wasn't top echelon, but we'd go away and if there's injuries I'd play 20 minutes and to what I thought would hold my own and then you come back home and you get 30 seconds of junk time at the end for yeah three days training and all that. So It does but, make it hard, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, just got yeah. a bit tiring towards the end and you sort of just felt like a bit of training meat for the imports to come in and yep. over there. And so yeah, just sort of just changed my mind a bit, watched it a bit and then thought, no, I'll go, go back to footy. Like, I've always loved footy, always followed it. But um, you hadn't played it at all since those junior days? I think I'd come back and trained a few times, maybe, like, under-17s, but, yeah, just with... Yeah, I don't think you ever played no, with our 17s, no, just with all the training with the Rockets and... We there used to always be that talk, oh, Tim Borg's going to play, yeah. Tim Borg's going to play, but you never actually saw no, it happen. I see it was Saturday, Saturday games or Saturday travel or just, yeah, didn't yeah. line up, so I'd get out and watch a few games, but, yeah, didn't, didn't get the chance to come back and play until I was done with basketball and I sort of regret that a little bit I miss those those junior years where you really hone your skills and learn the game craft and that and so it, I reckon it hurt me a little bit as I got older but I you mean, do yeah, yeah I, I, just, I thought I thought your skills were always oh, one of your stronger yeah not points, so much actually. the skills more the uh the reading the play and you just miss that because you hadn't played for so long you sort of like you watch the pain boys they played all the way through their juniors and they just Always seem to be in the right spots, and every now and then I'd find myself a little lost or just. Mm. I think just Buzz you used to tell them quite. Yeah, yeah that too. So. so you would have been short of a bit of advice from Ross. He's, no, no, yeah, he, uh, he uh, was quite quick to offer a fair bit of advice, and had the uncle as well. Yeah, he, uh, he was there, and <laughs> Marshall, Marshall, yeah, he was. Um, he was a he give a bit one. of advice too, does he? Yeah, yeah. So he was very good footballer too. I, t- I'll be honest, I oh. Though I saw your old man play in reserve grades in must be ninety two, ninety three. Yep. And prolific, that's for sure. Like got a lot of the ball. Pretty even at like and he would have been on the well, wrong side definitely the wrong side of thirty. Yeah. Thirty one, thirty two. Mid thirties nearly. Yeah. yeah, probably yeah, mid late thirties, yeah. so yeah. Oh, but you're still in your prime then. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. too, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but, um yeah, no, the old man played it's a pretty decent level of football he Played down in Brisbane, and I know Marty played in Adelaide and a few other places as well. And yeah, he was a bit different, a bit bigger. Marty was pretty solid. He was, and he, he was put his head over the foot. He was, he was, hard, he, was wasn't a, he? he was a tough nut. Yeah, yeah. So, probably not as skillful, but he was one of those guys who definitely put his head over the footy. And, yeah, and do what have to do if you put your head there yeah, first. Yep. Yeah, he's <laughs> just pretty. a meathead and yeah. stay out of his way. So. <laughs> Ross was yeah. much the same though, wasn't he? He was more an in-and-under player. Oh, definitely an yeah. in-and-under, but I don't he was think probably, he would he have done probably, the damage that 
marshaled in there at times. No, that was probably more the hunted one. Everyone was out to kill him, and he had the the marshals yeah. and all that protecting him. But the mm. old man was both sides of his body and had some pretty good ruckmans and connections. So yeah. I remember my old man saying they used to just run past, and you'd know Ross Borg if he was in there. You get the handball, you knew. Yeah, so you just run past and you're on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we had the conversation. Your old man was considered. A waste of talent too, yeah, they reckon. Fucking <laughs> as good as he was, they said he, everyone I speak to says, oh, he could have been so much better. Yeah, mate, he's still about to kick than me now and he can barely walk. Yeah. <laughs> he's a left footer too, wasn't he? He's, um, he's both. Oh, there yeah, so I think, he's, I think he's, he's a left, natural left. He's, he's, he's a natural left. Nothing can, wrong with left footers. No, nah, the both. best things ever. Yeah. Hey? I just wish yeah. I'd had a right foot. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, they used to say that. They used to say a lot of left footers never got a right foot because it's junior footballers. No one, you know, people weren't used to left footer, so you turned on your yeah, left all the time, yeah. you know. Yeah. Not that you'd think about it, but it was just a natural thing, oh, so you never learned to kick down. I think it's still a massive advantage yeah. to have a couple of lefties in your team. I think it's a massive advantage to kick on both. I, you can't, you guys, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. But we were hammered. You've got to kick on both feet. You've got to, now, no, you've got to learn to kick inside out on your natural foot. I can kick both feet, but my left one is an absolute last resort. Yeah, get out of jail. Yeah, that's all mine ever was yeah. too. But I mean, the guys that could do it, like Jason Akamanis, he was fantastic, oh, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah, and for a, sure. to me, that still seems an advantage on having to try and kick inside out on the other foot. But it's not, it's not, as, not, as, they, not as flashy to kick on both feet now. You want to do yeah. the inside out kick, so yeah, yeah it must be. Yeah. I can't do them either. So just a thirty meter drop punts just fine for me. That'll do. So that's a lie, mate. Twenty, pretty good. Twenty five meters. So 22, you come back to football. Come back to football. Started playing, just the atmosphere. Like I thought basketball was always a team sport. And then you go to something like football and you got 22 on a field plus your reserve grade and whatever else. And it's, never, it is a different culture. Oh, just never looked back. I loved it. Um, yep. Yeah, haven't haven't left the footy field since then. No, and you've not just the footy field. You've been involved in, I think you've been president. I think you've coached our seniors, coached our reserve, coached our women's, coached our junior teams. Yes, not at all. I think the only yeah. one I haven't coached is under 15s. So yep. I've done sevens, nines, thirteens. Oh, you've done Friday nights as yeah, well? Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, at one stage yeah, they had no one do the little juniors. Um, so, yeah, went out there and took the sessions. And that was really good fun, actually, like, just seeing the kids out of having a ball and just running around. So, so coaching sevens to coaching reserve grade, do you treat them differently? Uh, you probably get more to training for your seven, so... Um, look, so mental uh, capacity. Oh, reserve grade is probably the hardest coaching gig out there. It is. Uh, you yeah. line up on a Thursday night and you announce your team, you think, oh, shit, we've got to rip inside, and then Friday, lose a couple, and then Saturday morning, oh, this guy's put out A grade, and all of a sudden you're scrounging for players and trying but, to rotate people through. Yeah, and, yeah like it's, that's it's, right. By the time a few guys call up and say, oh, I can't make it, the yeah. senior coach comes and say, we need this guy, you know, it, it's yeah, it's a Saturday morning game, yeah. like isn't it? It's nothing. Nah. Thursday night's a waste of your time. There's really, people, people there that just want to have a game and have a beer. There's some people that are semi-competitive, and then you get everything else in between. Um, you get the juniors say, "Yep, I'll double up," and then five minutes before the game, "Oh no, I'm too tired and you can't make it." And well, always cringing, I so. think just before you got here, that's what Joel and I were saying. It is so important a reserve grade team to the your senior team. Like if you've got a successful team, if you've got if you've got blokes who are just happy to play reserve grade, it's you might have a good reserve grade team. But if you've got guys that are saying, gee, I want to be in that A-grade team that'll push themselves a bit further to try and get in the A-grade team, you know, it's the same as your senior team. If you've got guys that, oh, 
I think I'll go back and play reserve grade. Yeah. You know, be a big fish in a little pond. It doesn't help anyone, like. It doesn't help your team as a no. club. And I think we were talking about that earlier. Like, it helps with the pressure on the players in the A-grade team as well to perform. You know, if, you had a, if you've had a bad game the week before, you know your next game's going to have to be a good one and you're going to prepare a little bit better for it and go to training. If you're listening from our A-grade team, go to training. Please. And you should be listening too. Because I'm thinking of sponsoring someone. Fresh Fredeski is thinking of doing a sponsorship, actually. We might sponsor a player. don't know who. I'll pick the best player I can. Probably Tyler Hodgins, maybe. <laughs> Not a bad pick, yeah. Not a bad pick. <laughs> so where do women rating coaching? It's something different altogether again. So I know the first few years, so I was, think maybe our third year in to women's football, I was senior coach. I think Aaron Russell done the first few. And to be honest, the first few years were very similar to coaching under sevens. It was teaching them how to hold the footy, how to drop it. Like you, you really went back to basics and taught those little things. Yep. Um, a lot of your drills were things you do for under 13s and just until they got the knowledge. The great thing about the women is they're so eager to learn. 95% of them want to listen to you and take that advice as well. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's been, it was an eye-opener the first year I'd done it. Uh, but something really enjoyable. I was probably lucky enough that when I was coaching the team, we had really good core of players and we sort of dominated those first few years and that made it a little bit easier that I think you mentioned to me after the first game last year that you, your first season was undefeated wasn't it yep yeah, yeah. yeah you just made comment of that in passing yeah, of course <laughs> no pressure mate yeah. you're assisting Joel who is our senior women's coach this year would you agree with what Tim's saying there? oh absolutely um the the attitude and the, the want to learn like especially this year I, I imagine it's much like those early years we've we've lost a lot of the more mature um, older 100, 150 game players and we're, we've got a new young group coming through and they're eager to learn and they're getting better and better and better and I think one of the things we we just spoke about on Thursday night is they're, they're starting to be really hard on themselves which is really good it means it means you're improving if you're getting upset about doing something wrong it means you're actually making that effort and, and your skills are getting better and um, you know you know yourself if you go and have a game of golf and you suck at it and you hit a bad shot you're like oh I don't really care but if you're good at it you, and you hit a bad shot you're like oh, what do I do wrong yeah that's right. and I, I think that's a really good attitude change for them and yeah um, it's so massive at what age group does footy I presume at under sevens your kids were it was more about having fun yep what age group does that stop in this level of football uh, I don't think it should no, um, it probably gets a lot more serious but I think 13s, you're probably still out there having fun. You still want to build your numbers. 15s, you, your body's starting to develop, and that's when you can really have those standouts and start to look at Capricornia teams and all that. That's probably when it comes a little bit more serious. But, look, if you're not there to enjoy your footy, then... Yeah, like even at senior level, you've got to enjoy oh, it. absolutely, yeah. We all want to win football. Yep. There's more enjoyment in winning. But every day you go out there, well, unless you played Richmond and Carlton, there's no winners. No losers, no. But no winners. It's a bit of an odd feeling that draw, isn't it? So it is, right, isn't it? Though, that that mid teen years is really hard for a football. Like I remember playing a few games down in Victoria, and I played against guys like Brendan Goddard, and they were my size back then at fourteen, fifteen. And you just think I mean, these guys have just got that massive advantage over you, and you realise like you can't compete for the football with them anymore. And that, that's when the really cream of the crop starts coming through. You in the mid teens, you reckon? Yeah. 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 Once that testosterone hits, and they start boosting up and getting taller. And I suppose yeah. that's when the guys that are really training for it, that they're dedicating... The their... guys that are willing to do the hard work, that's when they're going to make the most gains on their body size as well and their, their skill levels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, aside from your sporting life, what 
you went to school here when you got here, of course. Yes, I went to went to Frenchville for primary school and then Emmaus for senior. Yep. Uh, so you graduated 2002. So. Had any idea what you wanted to do as a career or were you set on, I'm going to play Olympics basketball and go over <laughs> No, <there?" laughs> I think uh, height permitted for me ever doing that. I still really wanted to be heavily involved in sports somehow. I thought about being a teacher, so I started doing teaching. Uh, I didn't really enjoy the uni thing. So I just started working full-time, went back to uni again, started doing exercise and sports science, got about halfway through that and went, I'm not very good at the studying thing and sort of kept trying to get through it, ended up getting a job at Ergon. So I started working there, had a traineeship for a year and then landed a job at Ergon, was still doing exercise, sports science, studied a little bit of massage, so I got qualified masseuse, so I was going to tack that on with me, exercise, sports science, be a physio, masseuse, sort of. Really wanted to help people. Then, yeah, dropped out of uni again. Just too much life, partying, footy. So I can gather from that studying isn't your strong point. I'm still studying now. Are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're back at it yeah, again? Yeah, back at it again. So um, started be, uh, sports. Le- something? No, no, back doing uh, electrical engineering now. So so this is to do with Ergon. So this you've made your Ergon. career at Ergon. Yeah, now. yeah, I've been there for long enough. Got me long service and they've now offered or have been paying for my uni. So deemed it necessary for my role or future role. So... I'm about halfway through my associate degree. We'll see if I do my bachelor's degree after that. But, yeah, just sort of ticking them off one subject at a time. I'm sure Joel would know the pains of that, of trying to do football and Mate, you friends. Kids and yet. No. You You're kids doing yet. the same thing. You're doing extra studies as well. Yeah, I'm doing you? a master's of business admin at the moment, yeah. yeah. So, same deal. I've just finished a grad cert, so yeah. it's, um, it is a challenge, definitely. And moving forward, I'm, I'm guessing you'll have kids in the next few years, hopefully. Amelia, shout out to Amelia. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll but first, kids. we'll finish this. Um, so, what do you do at Ergon? Sorry. Uh, so, I'm a drafty. Yep. So, uh, design draftsman. So, we do all the drawings. We look after all the construction manuals. So, we look after all the standards over Queensland. For so power I, lines. So, I do underground power. and public oh, right. lighting. Yep. Um, and also a little bit of the overhead, but that's mainly one of the other guys. But yeah, we do. So, all the manuals for the designers to pick what they need. And then all the guys out in the field have got their instructions of how to put it together and where bolts should be and clearances and whatnot. So. so this engineering diploma you're doing, that'll allow you to, what, design it yourself more? Or? Uh, no, I'll probably step out of that role and go into like maybe a tech officer. So I'll do a lot of the um, auditing. We'll do the tech specs for upcoming tenders. and. All right, so more less of the drawing. Like, so at the moment, you're the guy that... They say this is what we're doing. You draw yep. it, and you'll yep. become the guy that's passing those drawings. Yeah, at the moment, say, draw this. I'm just a monkey in the chair, and they pass the work to me, and I do it. And yeah, not too much thinking goes into it, but yeah, hopefully down the track, or but it's up to you to check up those measurements and all that, are right? Or uh, no, that, Some, it all so gets all gets, you... all gets signed off by an engineer at the end. So yeah. they'll they'll double check and come back and say no, this isn't right, or this needs yeah. to be changed. So you're going to become that person. Yeah, I'll be, the, I'll be the one with my ass on the line instead of just doing yeah. the drawing. So. Yeah. But yeah, it just opens up a whole lot of other opportunities at Ergon as well. So And more responsibilities. More responsibility. Hopefully yeah. a little bit more cash as well. And yeah, just something different. I've been doing drafting now for twelve, thirteen years. So that's what you did when you went to Ergon originally? Yeah, so I started with a traineeship, so I had to go to TAFE as part of that and I didn't really know what to do, so I just done an AutoCAD course. My first couple of years at Ergon were doing die before your digs. So oh, I'd yeah, yeah, yeah. come in, I'd do the search and send that through and then a job come up for this drafting. So I just thought, yep, it's along the lines of what I've already been doing and something I should be lucky enough to get and put my hand up. So you've did. been at Ergon 12 years? 
Long service. Six, 16 that, years now, 16 I think 16 years. Yeah. Oh, long service, well and Yeah. Oh, mate, they're pretty good there. I got, yeah, I was going to say, it must be a good place to work. Yeah, eight-day fortnight, so a couple of day off each week and flexible hours if you need and look after you pretty well, so. Yeah, so it's hard to get a job there, obviously. Uh, yeah, a lot of them now start in the call centre and branch out from that, so I think that's where Megan started. She started in the call centre and you branch out from there and get your jobs in there, so. Mm. But I think they're about to spend... Oh, so many billion dollars on the energy network now, so I think there's going to be... That'll be in conjunction with Joel. Yeah, like everything's just getting ramped up, so there'll be... $60 billion copper road coming yep. from up north. So, so. There'll be jobs, yeah. jobs everywhere. And soon. you'll try and phase out the people like me that are digging that black stuff out there, Hopefully try and not, get mate. rid of us. I work at a coal-fired power station, mate. We need you. Yeah, keep but you were just telling me the other day that... Just keep going. Well, they're going to build batteries, they're going to build wind power... Yep, and it all takes time, Legend. That's right. That's no, I'll be dead. Don't worry me. I was on the news the other day. They'd worry about running out of gas as well. And come up for the winter, there's not going to be enough gas and coal-fired power to run all the heaters and everything like that. So That's what I, I can't It's imagine. all made up, mate. There's a reason why we have our outages during winter. There's mm. no load. There's no money to be made. I, I think the whole green power thing is just a money-making thing for some oh, people it's I a really job do. it's a job making thing yeah well, they're trying true, to create yeah. an economy via jobs and the best way to do that is i suppose to create a new mm. industry mm. and that's what they're trying to do and oh yeah and if you, and if you can do it great in a way off, i yeah. suppose you know we can't dig coal forever because you know, well the problem mm-hmm. i think the other side of that is ledgers that, that the majority of our assets that burn the coal like stanwell for example it's wrong yeah callide they're all coming into life <coughs> and we've done nothing to replace them. No, and no, the Greens won't let us, will they? No. And but now we're going to build nuclear submarines, aren't we? Yeah, right? yeah, Are we doing that this week? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And we've got no Thanks idea what to do with all that stuff either. Did you see the what Biden said? Not Biden no, said. what did he say? On the Batuta Advocate, they had um, oh. Biden reckons that the uh, nuclear subs they're going to sell us from the States hold their value like a 300 series cruiser does. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be good. We'll keep them for a few years, hock them off. Yeah, no, Paul Keating came out and said it's worst deal ever. He said eight subs for $320 billion. And I thought, geez, that does sound bad if you put it like that. Yeah, that'll hold. You want to be quiet, Aussie? Aussie. Just settle down, mate. Yeah, those subs, right. they'll hold this China is turtles for night. 14, 15 minutes. Sorry? Those subs will hold China up for 14 or 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's funny the Chinese reaction, though. It's, they're starting an arms race. I think the Chinese just want to have an arms race by themselves. Let us build us and don't anyone else get involved. Not that I don't love you, China, all right? If I can get in that TikTok thing. <laughs> anyway. I think they're in it anyway. Would you ever think about going to China to play basketball? No, they've got Yao Ming and Giants over there, mate. Hey, no, wouldn't they? Wouldn't you be right? Wouldn't you be a taller yeah. person over there? You'd have China? your own trademark. Oh, is that, is you'd get your own shoes and everything. Everyone take photos of me because I'm yeah. so tall over there, you reckon? <laughs> but maybe no. a bit of racial stuff in there. Maybe not all. We've been a bit, um, what's that word? Um, there's a word about that. But yeah, not all Chinese people are short. Oh, no, no. I was just talking to just be a one off because they'd all be tall. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen the Chinese basketball league, but there are some giants over there. Oh, yeah, but they'd they're be massive. on steroids and that. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah just, just like the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the Russian swim team, women's swim team. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're on steroids. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. But so is the Australian one, probably yeah. too. But we always say, no, no, it's just a bad muesli bar. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty bad like that, really, aren't we? Like, let's be honest. What did you think of the fight last week, by the way? Tim Zoo. Didn't watch it. Seen the, knock, seen the knockout. It was, um, it was awful, wasn't it? They should have stopped that a bit earlier. Yeah. Like about three punches earlier, at least. They show the uh, the ringside footage of it. and it's yeah, sickening, isn't it? Just rocked him in that corner. and Yeah. And especially when the guy's hand hit the rope, like he was just supporting himself on that rope. Yeah. They should have stopped that. Well, Zoo was putting his hand on his head. 
Yeah, he was holding him up. Yeah, holding him up. I don't blame Zoo. Zoo's doing what he's he's doing. What he's doing. Oh, you've seen it many times before. I think Tyson Fury fight where he got knocked down and he got up and he ended up winning the fight. Mm. If you got him in that position, you got to finish him. But Jesus, that umpire's just got to go. No, mate. Yeah, no, it should should have been stopped a bit earlier. Yeah, and good win by Zoo. I mean, Harrison was the man that beat the man. Mm. So, what do you think about him faking the uh, showmanship at the end? Yeah, I thought that was a bit contrived, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, even if he just left that mother effing bit out. He like, didn't mean it, though. He, there was yeah. no there was no meaning in it. He no. Just, he just wanted I, to say something. Yeah, I, I just think... Mm, I, I think he's better that. than that. I think he's best to go as the, the good guy. Kostya was like that. Kostya was the yeah. quiet... Well, that's right, because you can just, speak English. I'll just so, come out and just yeah. punch shit out of yeah. you, and then I'm going to just yeah. go get my belt and go home. He looks exactly... He's a dead ringer for him. Dead ringer for him. Kostya anyway. married a Russian girl. He's in Russia now. Lives in Russia. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah he's so I didn't realise that till the other day. I was looking him up. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, no. He, he left the family. Yeah, left the family. Left them all. They went over there. The kids went over there for a bit. but And treated it totally different over in Russia, they said. They said, you know, they security took him to school and all that. Because yeah. apparently in Russia, if you're a sports star, you've got it made. You're big, big in Russia. You know, but, um, and Kostya Zhu, who's our greatest Australian boxer, who really... Stayed here for his boxing career, and that's about it. Like we, I think we got him from the Olympics as a. Mm-hmm. He, he's the greatest Russian boxer to have boxed for Australia, I'd say. And that's my take on it, anyway. So we've got your career sorted out. Your football, you've done it all at football, really. Yeah, had a go at everything. So. Oh, and president as well of club, of course. Yeah, so four, 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 dummy four-year tenant president. Yeah, so. which you're only allowed to do four. Yep. Yeah. Social life, how's that going for you these days? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good group. Got a partner? Got a partner, yeah. Yeah, we're um, getting married in November this year. Oh, really? So. There must be some weddings going on the Glenmore Bulls Yeah, I think year. we're a week after Bree and Jackson at the same so venue. So you've all got to just book in and check with each other? Yeah, so, yeah. Because you so. probably have similar kind of invitational lists. Anna was trying to get a hat in the ring for that one as well, but... No. Oh, was she? Yeah. As the MC? No, no, as the celebrant. Also, oh. the ledge. Sorry? <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask ledge to be yeah, the celebrant. Yeah, no, no, well, I... Oh, celebrant, yeah, I've got yeah. that too, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, got a got a partner. We've been together for a couple of years now, so and that's working well. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, living together and yeah. What, what does she do? Well, tell she, us, how did you meet? Oh, I've kind of heard uh, a bit of a story about it. Um, so were you the knight in shining armor? Was, like, was there yeah. some other drunken guy giving her? Yeah, there was a lot of drunken guys. So it was at Oktoberfest. So myself and Tim Higgins are actually working the bar that night, and we'd finished up and down at Emu Park. This is no, no, the one up in Rocky Hill. Oh, the Rocky one. Um, yep. So we were working the bar and few mates were there drinking as well and so we thought we'd venture out afterwards and have a beer with them we end up at the oxy and we're sitting outside so there's joel myself garth and a few others and this girl come over and offered her a chair and she sat down and then her and joel decided to start abusing each other and start world war three and yeah it all sort of just went from there obviously she thought i was a nice bloke and what was I doing with a guy like Joel? And so was this a setup like the good cop, bad cop, like good guy, yeah, bad yeah. guy, like you know, we've been make this, you we've look been good? For years, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is the first time it's worked, or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I think there's just a few wires crossed that night, and might have even been red wine, Joel. That was red wine, Joel. That's Philip, actually. That's Philip's alter ego that comes out when the red wine's out. So yeah, I um yeah, I actually took myself home. So that was a pretty good decision by Philip at that stage to. Oh, I've had an argument with the girl. I might go home. 
It's probably about time. Do you, Amelia, speak now, do you? Oh, yeah, we get along really well. Do they Famously, really? some do would they say. Really she, she apologised and she was so rude to Joel and I said, oh, I've offended... <laughs> no, don't do that, I've don't offend, do that, I've yeah. offended Joel and I said, oh, you don't know Joel at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, can you be offended? No. No, no I didn't think so. No. I mean, your Colin was a border. Thank God. <laughs> really. Oh, I'll take the fake thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was it. And um, So she was living down your poon at the time. Um, so she's since moved up to Rocky, lived here with me, and yeah, the rest is the rest is history. So, are you living in separate bedrooms? Yeah, separate bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. until after you're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's, that's well, the right I've, thing to do. I've got the super king because I'm pretty tall. I need the extra room, and yeah, of course. She's in the single bed in the spare room. So, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. all good, mate. So, so she's mum and dad would be so proud of you. Yeah, I think they were starting to get a bit worried. Yeah, were getting, they? Yeah, getting a bit old and still hadn't hadn't met anyone and. They were hoping for some more grandkids and sort of always getting the question, what's going on, you're right. And <laughs> Did they think you were gay? No, I don't think they were worried about that. They knew he was boy. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't think he was yeah. gay. That's fair no, enough. No, yeah. I, just right. thought, I always just thought, what's a good looking bloke like you doing by yourself? And I wasn't just ready to be contained at that stage. So. Yes, yeah. well, we have, you are a bit of a wild man. Oh, yeah. Footy trips. I've been on a couple. You, you of, would have won a few of the downloads? Oh, no. Would well, at least been in the top three. Well, I've been in the top three, but we got a fair few wankers at the footy club. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty <laughs> solid competition over the years. So, yeah. Yeah. would you provide some of that competition at times yourself, Joe? Or, uh, or Fields? No, no. I was I was more the chairman at Kangaroo Court. I've only got a little bit silly in the last couple of years, to be honest. On footy trip, we like to have a good time around early and yeah, oh, we we've sort of got our old boys club now on footy trip, and me, Turtle, Lindsay, he goes part of that now. Take that, <laughs> yeah. he go. And um, yeah, oh, it was a cracking trip last year. We had a great time. Is there still a place for footy trips? Yes. Oh, footy trips have come in past saying that they shouldn't be done. There's not a place for late 30s gentlemen on footy trips anymore, I don't think. Same myself. and oh, I sort of So you're that. retiring from footy trips? I, I think that's my last one, mate. I, I just can't sleep in backpacker hostels anymore on shitty beds. I've got to have an Airbnb and I've got to have a comfy bed and get to bed yeah. about 9.30 yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to yeah. have a good weekend. The first two days are really good and then the last two days are... Yeah, but you don't nice. sleep on footy trips, do you? We never used to. Oh, we slept for the whole day on Sunday. Yeah, we were, we were pretty crook on the Sunday, so we did go pretty hard the first couple of nights and thought we'll, we'll show these young fellas how it's done and... Backfired. Uh, yeah, that has brought many a good man yeah, undone. Yeah. That I'll do it. I'll yeah. go big hard on the first night. I used to hate the guys that went big and hard and ran out of money on the first night. Why go on a footy trip? Whatever yeah. you're taking for a footy trip, take double it at least. Yeah, exactly right. You I, know. I think I struggled on the Saturday. We had a big day Friday. Turtle drove up there and got on the cans all the way up from about seven o'clock in the morning. Got home at four, four thirty or something in the morning. I got up the next day and we got the rule one. One before, one before eleven, eleven before one. So if you don't have one before eleven, you have eleven before one. I'm say it so puts I pr- pressure on that. Cracked a beer about ten thirty, and I think for the rest of the day, I, my heart rate didn't drop below a hundred. It was just solid, and I was just wounded. And I ended up staying out till three o'clock that morning. <laughs> then the next day, we were just right off in that room, mate. It was mm. just four old sleepy blokes. See, when I used to go on forty trips, it used to be the rule: no cameras. But now everyone's got a camera, haven't they? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, no I still I still live problem. and die by the no camera thing. Yeah, yeah. and and not for not for any bad reasons. I think if, if you, no, not if not you for a malicious phone, thing. If you got your phone out taking photos, if you take the odd photo, if you see someone famous or whatever, yeah, cool. But I mean, if you're if you've got your phone out the whole time, you're you're not you're not into it. the footy. And the trip. whole point of footy trip, like I'd hardly look at my phone. I 
I'd look at it at 10 o'clock in the morning to ring my kids and say good day and say dad's still alive and, and then put it back down again for the rest mm. of the day and that's it. Yeah. I'm there with the boys. Just elaborate on that. What is the whole point of a footy trip? The whole point of the footy trip is to grow your team together as one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that's it. what I was going to say. Yeah, you were going to run with that yeah, one too. Yeah. yeah, just to unwind after a tough year as well, just to couple- oh, oh. and and hopefully yeah, get them to absolutely. come back. Hopefully yeah. they have a good time. It is a culture thing, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. Football, all these team sport, there's a culture thing about them, and, and I'm afraid in Australia, culture involves beer drinking. Yep. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I mean. I think you build relationships, Ledge, too. Yeah. Those DMMs, those shitty chats you have with someone at 2 o'clock in the morning, they... They, they build, mean something they build, in the end. Yeah. They do. They build that, that bond between you and... And we were mm. talking about before we came on air, that's sort of what's missing from, from footy these days is that bond between all the players that we're all mates and we all look after each other. And, and you know, if those that drink together stay together, they play together, they play really well together. Yeah. Well, I think you would have witnessed this when your old man was playing. Like, it would have been just after a game of footy... No one would have left the club? No, I remember it used to be wild parties. I think even a few times there was you dressed up and, yeah, there used to be... I, I was talking more about when your old man played, right? Not yeah, I, I, from what I remember, I was seven, I don't, didn't go to the parties at that stage. But, yeah, it was it was massive. I think those first few years you could park the cars around the boundary as well and all the kids run around and it, it's great. Like, even now, my brother comes out and brings his kids out and they just run around and everyone's watching each other's kids. And yeah. I mean, it's probably not to the level it used to be back then, but... Um, no, well, I, I mean, every year I'll say their year was better, but I remember, like, we had a lot of things at the club rooms, yep. which there used to be some complaints about, oh, we should get better club rooms, right, right. We, we used to say, yeah, we're going to do that, but a lot of things just happened there, yep. like partners come along, there's some big nights there, you know, we um, had mystery bus tours and things like yep. that, but now it seems more a, a fractured thing, like, as this group goes here, this group goes there, and I mean, work is part of that. A lot of people are working weekends and that, so they can't attend these things. Like when I first played footy down in Victoria, it was a five and a half day week. Everyone was available for footy yeah. after, you know, Saturday midday. Mm-hmm. I used to have a bit of problem because I had played before then. I of think course. there is a but cultural difference too, Ledge. Sorry, going back into like the seventies and eighties, a lot of guys in their early twenties were married or had partners, long term partners, and mid twenties sort of thing. And, and these days, a lot of these guys are single, so you know they're not going to. They don't want to hang around the football club all night. They want to go out and chase girls or boys or vice versa, whatever, whatever they're into. They want to go out and chase it. And I, I think that that's what's missing. Like that, that relationship stage has moved down the track a bit for people. So they're not so happy to, you know, oh, my mum was like 24 when she had me and I was a second kid, you know. And so yep. she was hanging around the footy club with two kids because dad was playing footy. And, yeah, know, that, that's, that's right. That's all they yeah. could do. And, yeah. And now, if if you're a single bloke, you're not going to hang around the footy club because there's, there's not there's no girls there. There's no. You're well, we've got go a girls' out. footy team. Should be yeah. more girls. Yeah, there. but they're still in the same thing. There, <laughs> twenty two year old girls are out doing their thing and doing what they want to do. And we moved away a bit too from the the clubhouse. I think now we have pub sponsors and we're trying to exactly, yeah. encourage people to go there. And I think back in the day, the amount of volunteers and people that were keen to organise help out was massive. I think everyone back in those days was involved, and now it's. A handful of people, and I think by the end of a sad day, they're just flogged out and I think couldn't be bothered to stick around. That's like, one of the big things, I think. So One of the things I've noticed, we have to pay canteen staff now. Yep. now. We never used to have to do that, but that's a bit... People are so afraid to get in help because what am I going to be liable for? Yeah. You know, it, it, we've become that if someone does something, you know, you're liable for that. Yep. You know, and people are afraid at times. Yeah. 
but gone are the days where I remember. Well, you were just saying about the photos of the boys building a footy club down yeah. there, and I remember they decided they wanted a better club rooms at um, Millerwall. So Les Brown went around and got a thousand dollars off a few blokes, and they built something yeah. for you know ten or twelve thousand dollars. Everyone come down. Now they talk. We've looked at building ones out there, and they want you know three and four hundred thousand dollars. You can't raise that kind of money you need government support to do it and it makes it very difficult yeah all that money's going to brown park now isn't it yeah yeah well is it what's but going on in brown park we still haven't got a nrl so we'll never get one will we anastasia came up the other the other week and, and announced that um at my work she needs a 62 million dollar upgrade to brown park for what so what for four thousand people to sit there and watch well that's well, what i don't have eight thousand eight thousand now yeah Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I thought the sick. No, not at all. Grab one for Timmy Ball well, the there Melbourne too. Bitter. Yeah, we're gonna go Melbourne Bitter. You're gonna go the Melbourne Bitter. All right. You want one? Yeah, I'll have a Melbourne Bitter too. Yeah. This bloke in bar's all right. But... Yeah, I don't mind it. So. It's okay, but it's time for the little fella to become a man. <laughs> Sixty-two million. See, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. For an eight-thousand-person stadium. Oh, I don't know how many seats it was. I just. I don't know. I just know that they can't build anything bigger there because there's no space. No, that's right. And where's the car parking going to be? Oh, across the road where those houses burned down. Oh, burned right. down. Burned down. Uh, unfortunate. Across the road before 40s <laughs> place. They better have a good year this year, which I hope they do. I well, really Milford do. played from last weekend. Who, yeah. sorry? Milford. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, there's three or four ex players in um, the team. Yeah, they had a couple other... Yeah, high-profile oh, ones. I hope we don't have a good year last year and then get all these imports and push those locals out. I don't consider um, the Moore boy that turned up. He's he's not an import. He's a local boy anyway. Yep. You know that's the danger. And that's always you would have found that in the basketball too. They want to keep it local, but if the locals don't win, it's no good. Mm. So we get the imports. They win, but then people say we're not giving the locals a chance. Yeah, it's tough. That's it's a, a balancing act. Yeah, I said most of it's a lot of money making now. You've got to get the crowd there and make your money. And so if Gary Ablett. Offered to come up here, the young one, and play for the Glenmore Bulls. Would we have him? Or now, would we say... Now yeah. or 10 years Oh, now. Ago. No, now. Now. Absolutely. He'd still be good enough to get a kick up here. Absolutely. Right? He played in Northern Territory last year. Yeah, absolutely. You get him. Yeah. He's playing again this year, I think. I think he's on another contract. Has he? Yeah. For a full season or... Yeah, him and... Um, who's Nathan, a... Nathan Buckley's having a run. Robinson? Mitch Robinson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's playing yep. here in the NT? Yep. Oh, in the... Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty hard league, the NT. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's... If you've ever watched any of those tough. games, they're, they're pretty... Mm. Good, good footballers up there mm. too. Yeah, Talent. very good football. Gladstone had, had Milne. Yep. Milne played from last year. Yes, that's right. Someone else played with that Milne too. Wasn't there two of them? Or did only one of them turn no, up? No, it wasn't. Was it Acker was meant to play as well? Or yeah, someone, right. Someone was meant to play and he didn't yeah. turn up, but Milne, yeah. Milne had a run around. So. Acker's been prostituting himself for a while, actually. He was very, very good footballer. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah, but yeah if Abbott wanted to come up, he'd be, you'd stu- you'd be stupid to say no. He would be, wouldn't you? You have to put him in a pocket or something like that because Higo would want to play full forward. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if his old man want to come and play? Would we have him? He's still alive. Yes, We're chasing a few Resi's players, so <laughs> he would make a side even oh. in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> I got poked ledge about this last time yeah. I was on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You reckon? Yeah, Gary Ablett. I don't think he realised how good he was for a guy that. Never trained, really. Yeah. They reckon at Myrtleford he used to just go for a road run. No? Yeah. And, and hit the bag. You reckon they ever, yeah, they reckon they ever tested things, him probably. for cocaine? Yeah, you can play some pretty know. good footy on yeah. drugs, though. Yeah, well, Ben Cousin proved that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
And when you think about it, Ben Cousins played like he was on Kirk, didn't he? Oh, like mate. He used to come off the bench and run at a million yeah, miles an hour. He was, he was good to watch. He was. He was. He was Excellent football. Yeah. Is yeah. that who you base your career on? Who did you base your football on? Um, Me. Yeah, probably on Joel. Yeah. yeah. No. Sean Hart. I didn't mind Sean Hart. Sean Hart played for um, Brisbane, Brisbane Lions. Bears would have been at that stage. Yeah. And a short yeah. little fella, headgear. Yeah. Little tough, little nuggety bloke, but... Yeah. Well, he did play for the Lions too, though, didn't he? Because he played in a three or two yeah, of those. Yeah, he played for the Lions as well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I remember you know, when I was growing up, the Bears used to play at Carrara. Yeah. And Roger Merritt and yeah, them Cameron O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Used to hit the nightclubs, I think, more yeah. than anything else. But so. No, I don't know about Roger Merritt. I wouldn't um, mess with him. I used to love watching Simon Black. I thought he was silky smooth to watch. He's he was, um, yep. He was unreal. Voss? Voss was tough. He wasn't my favourite player. He was Wasn't he? No. No, I liked uh, Daryl White. I used to love watching yeah, Daryl White. He was, he was pretty yeah. special. So they're all pretty good. I tend to keep an eye on the uh, the basketball players that swap over as well, like Pendlebury's and and that. So they always those skills seem to coexist between basketball and Aussie rules. and that's what they say now. That, that's that in tight. They just in, say, oh, we want, he's, he's, he'll be good at this. He's a good basketballer. Yeah, because you play that in tight, in tight awareness, and then you get into a football field and you've got that much more space and time, and yeah, mm. it just seems to. I think Scott Pendlebury is an excellent footballer. I just really do. Just get a touch there. And he's, oh. he, he, he's not bad for 45. We just got a free kick mm. in the square. Look. Oh, Scott Pendlebury, mate. He Time stands still when he gets a yeah. footy. No, I've it never does. seen anyone it like does. that. It yeah. does, yeah. Oh, I've seen a few like it, but he's one of them. Just yeah. so It seems to it? have more time than... Every, David Rhys-Jones was another one. He yep. seemed to be like mm-hmm. that. That He seemed to be able to run at half pace. He'd be pulling away from people. Yeah. And, Pendlebury's unbelievable, he's, I really do. I think, and to still be going at his age, like he's yeah. 35, I think, oh, this year, Scott. 75. He's, old. he's running a six-pack and just unbelievable. Oh, we still had six-packs at 35. I've got one now, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, you know, I grab one at the bottle shop every week. <laughs> no, that's right, in the fridge. Yeah. Well, who did you mould your game on in basketball? Lindsay Gaze. No, no. Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, Muggsy Bogues, yeah. Who's Muggsy Bogues? Five-foot-three five guy used to play in the NBA. Shortest NBA player ever, so. Yeah, played for the Charlotte Hornets. Is he a Hornets yeah, player? he's a Hornets player, and he played for. Oh, he played for someone else. My basketball game. Look, I grew up idolising Jordan, but I think Scotty. Pitt- so you did. Now there you go. This see, I never heard of basketball to be honest yeah. until Michael Jordan. I mean, I remember reading in the Guinness Book of Records about Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. I think he was a guy that scored a hundred points in a game. Yeah. Other than that, in my teens, youth, anything, I knew nothing about basketball except. Wangaratta actually had a basketball team, which was, I think they would have played in that same comp that Don Shepard and oh, those yeah, guys and played in, different the, division, the, yeah. the, the Southern yeah. Division, like, because I remember one year, they the Wangaratta Deluxe Super Deckers, I think, because we used to, uh, there used to be a coach line there, Deluxe, yeah. and they were sponsoring. But other than that, I knew nothing about basketball. Like, and to be honest, I never heard of Michael Jordan. I've only heard of him since. So, Michael Jordan was that big in basketball, was he? He was huge. Was he? And yeah. that's where you picked up basketball? Yeah, I think just about every kid had a Michael Jordan jersey back in those days. I actually preferred Scotty Pippen to his teammate. And Scotty Pippen preferred Scotty Pippen, thinks he was yeah, better than yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, so. So Scotty Pippen's ex-wife is now with Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> I did see that, yeah. Really? Yeah. What's Michael Jordan think of that? I'm pretty happy. Wait, wait a moment, he's, Scotty, Scotty Pippen Pippen's ex-wife is with Michael, Michael Jordan's, Jordan's son. son. And and a bit of an age difference there, though. Oh, he's 32 or something, and she's 48. Oh, not bigger. Oh, yeah. well, Jordan's talking about selling his share in the uh, the Hornets 
billion dollars or something ridiculous like that. So. He's not a very good manager, someone said. I don't know if that's true or not. He hasn't really had the team either, though, so... Yeah, has he got the money? Oh, he's he got enough money, but... To have enough money for a few lifetimes. He probably doesn't want to pay all the luxury tax and all that. He'd rather keep it for himself, I'd imagine, mm. so... I said, it's just I didn't realise how big he was, but I see there's a movie coming out about Air Jordans. Yeah, uh, sure Matthew that. McConaughey's in it. No, and he's no. Sorry. Talking about how his mum signed the deal and all that. Sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, this guy had this idea, and that was who they wanted. Yep. This was before he was a superstar. They said we want that Michael Jordan. That was when he won that dunk contest. That's where they got it? the air from. Yeah, the air. Jordan. Is that the one where you see him leaping from, jump, from the, seems the, like the edge jump of the key, jumping the foul line, That's and floated through yeah. air? Yeah, athleticism at its peak. So, as a fan of basketball, was Michael Jordan that good? Like yes. I, I did watch that. Yep. documentary and I thought gee he must be good because it looks like he dragged that team along with him like the year he wasn't there they were still good yeah but they weren't good enough to win it oh they had some pretty good teams when they went in the championships and that um, but yeah he definitely he definitely was he'd be oh, the argument would always be there who's better Kobe LeBron Jordan Chamberlain personally I think Jordan's the best ever you do I do why um, because oh, he was is- just so more Hard-edged? Oh, yeah, just dominant in the work he put in. And you could just see him if he was playing a game of basketball and he had to take over, he would he would take over and he'd just do what you had to to, to get his team to win. Like He, um, yeah, he so, had that ability just to, to flip a game on its head. And, yeah, so come off the moment, come off the yeah, man. A bit, yeah. bit like Damien, I don't know, what's his name? Martin. What's that guy that plays footy? Dusty. Dusty, Dusty. Martin. Like, yeah, exactly. To yeah. me, I, I honestly, I sometimes look at Martin and think, God, he's overrated. But think- in the big games, he seems to... Be able to have a big influence. Yeah. What Jordan did though too is he lifted the expectations for his teammates. Yeah, he was pretty hard on him. Apparently, he was hard on him. A lot of them disliked him. And to their to their benefit though, they won a lot of competitions because they disliked Mm. him because he was lifting that bar for them and making it really hard. Yeah, there was no such thing as an easy training session or or taking it easy. Like everything was a competition. When he went to golf, it was a competition. Yeah. It was that was his life was. And I imagine that's what Dusty Martin's like too. I've never met the bloke, but you look at him and you think, fuck, you wouldn't want to go to golf with him. He'd be betting you every good. Every no, game. and you do see that. Like, you see people that are just so competitive. Yep. I can think of one around here, actually, not not sitting here at the moment, but so competitive ben. that they... Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they just don't... There's no... Second place is just a bag of shit, yep. as they used to tell us. You yep. know, and Is that the kind of mindset you've got to have to be the best... I think so. To be at that level? I think so. Because as good as, like, you've got to be good to make NBA, don't you? You've yeah. got to be good to make AFL. Yeah. But there's a difference between being good and being the guy that'll be yeah. a I, champion. Like. I reckon Jordan maybe towed the line on that. He might have been ultra-aggressive and it can put some people off, but to him that was his mindset and you either come with me or yeah. you get left behind. Um, mm. And he was... Because apparently didn't make many junior rep sides, whatever. No, he didn't really come along until I think it was like freshman year at college and he made the shot in the title game for North Carolina and it was after that that he started coming through. But even his first few years in the NBA, he was with a not-so-talented Chicago Bulls team and it took him a while and then he just started just dominating and then they got Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant and the likes around him and he, yeah, obviously made them a lot better. I guess if you're playing beside some of that as well, you feel like you're... 10 foot tall and bulletproof as well and that's the sort of aura he carried with him you watch different footage where he had his flu game and still comes out and scores 45 points yeah I think I saw that yes yeah he just had that just raw emotion he wanted to win that was that was it so 
success breeds success too, doesn't it? Like if you're a successful team and you've got a successful player like Michael Jordan, you you bring in players. Players want to come and play for you. Oh, definitely. Us, I mean, yeah, yeah. you only got to speak locally. Yeah. And there's a there's a mob down the beach side that people are happy to stay there for the success, even though they might play in the lower grade. They feel they're part of that, which they are, yeah, yeah. as we discussed. If a good reserve grade side is part of it, you never get the accolades. I remember. I remember um, at the Millerwall Football Club, we won a premiership one year in both grades, and it was only free grog for the senior players. If anyone remembers that, <laughs> it was very upsetting at the time. But not, anyway, not, not something that's stuck with the No, no, I've let it go. All yeah, right, I've yeah. let it go. All you right? wouldn't have been playing resis, would you? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> struggled with the game in that actually. <laughs> but yeah, like you say, success breeds success. He did drag everyone along, but. Sometimes now you look back and you wonder at what expense because Scotty Pippen doesn't seem happy about it now. No, but, but he's yeah, made good money he, out of not being happy about it. Well, he didn't make good money. That's the thing. If you watch that documentary, he was what he was getting paid was probably not what he deserved to be paid, to be honest. But but that wasn't Jordan's fault, was it? Ever? Oh, not not Jordan direct, took not too direct, much not, of money. Not, yeah, up, not directly, but <laughs> yeah, I think once you once you carry that sort of persona, you've probably got a fair bit of weight around the club and that as well, but. I imagine blokes like Nathan Buckley, Michael Voss, like you see them, the way they go about their coaching, their playing, they were probably very similar. I know Vossies, when he was coaching the Lions, was very hard on a lot of people, and a lot of people didn't like that, but that was just his persona. That's how you get better. And He wasn't very happy last night. I, I think he has changed a bit. He's probably toned it down a little. A little bit, not much. I, I, th- I think Voss saw an opening there. He ruined it by putting Bradshaw up for trade and things like that. He ruined a club culture Yeah. by the yeah. fact he thought, I'll get for Viola, we're not far away from being back there. He made a big mistake. Yep. Yep. A rookie error. Yeah, rookie yeah error. He, wasn't, he wasn't ready to coach yet, I don't think no. so. But no, should have went somewhere else probably. He should have gone and done his um, apprenticeship under someone else. Yes, definitely, yeah. yeah. Actually, I lie about basketball. And I had actually heard of a basketball player, Wilt Stilt, Chamberlain and also Abdul Karinjabar because yeah. he was in the Flying High movies. Yeah, what a, yeah. What a movie that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. one don't of the great. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he yeah. played for the Lakers. He was a bit of a star in his day too, uh, wasn't yeah, he? It was unreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Wilt is still. Not only did he shoot a hundred points, he laid one hundred thousand women or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. It's something, something ridiculous, ridiculous like that. Yeah. I think he yeah. might have made it up himself, but. He might have been just yeah. a bit delusional about dunks and women. Maybe totally different bike to you, Tim. Hey, yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you've never shot 100 points in a game. No, no, no that's no, right. No. The other bit, but I mean, yeah. nah. Jesus loving boy, he's, he's very good. Um, how would you rate Amelia out of all the housemates you've had over the last five years? Uh, yeah, no, she's good. Um, probably the probably the tidiest helps out with the cooking the most. You're a bit of a chef yourself, I've heard. Yeah, I enjoy cooking. Really enjoy cooking, so I don't, yeah, I don't mind doing the old smoke. Like to smoke some meat. Yeah. Yeah. Knew <laughs> <laughs> you'd like that one. No, I really enjoy my cooking. I yeah, try and pick out a new recipe every week if I can and really? dabble in a few things. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was just always in there from a kid. Just enjoyed it. And, and you've looked after the last three boxing days for me, which is that's right, yeah. for about 30 blokes on, yeah. on boxing day, so it's yeah. pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, a bit yeah. of a get-together, isn't it? Buys yeah. the meat for me and get, brings his Traeger out and does the job. And yeah. The Traeger, this... We've never had a complaint. No. Is this a new Pel- cheating uh, way of smoking, uh, isn't pellet it? Pellet smoker, yeah, mate. I'll just set yeah. the temperature and walk away. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah no, it's cheating. Yeah. It is. It is. I told Red the same thing when I heard it. Well, I can put it on and go to bed and not have to worry about it, so... Yeah. 
Big shout out to Wayne Rizzle. He's actually doing a diploma too. I mean, the guy's 65 years old and he's doing a diploma. I don't know why. Is he that young? Oh, I think... Oh, sorry. He might be 66. Yeah, Yeah. he might be 66. He was born in 56, I think. He would have aged a couple of years last night watching that footy game, though, I reckon. Would have he watched it? No, he wouldn't. He doesn't handle losing well. Like, (laughs) and I mean, he'd be concerned that they could lose. Yeah. Yeah, Give us a yell, Wayne, if you want someone to come up and put that diploma high on the wall for you. (laughs) Well, not turtle. Not turtle. No, just not give me a yell, mate. I'll, I'll look after you. Have you have you ever measured yourself against Wayne Russell? No, I haven't. I reckon Wayne's got you. I reckon. I reckon I've got a little bit more hair than Wayne now. So. Oh, definitely got more hair. Have, yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to. Uh, we might do that this year. We might actually. Yeah. yeah. Who was the shortest president ever? It could be a quiz question. How tall, well, Scotty? Scotty Solder wouldn't be. Oh yeah, yeah. Geez, what a what a game. Maybe so let's get it together. Gee, we've had some short presidents, yeah. haven't we? Ori even wasn't. Oh, actually, Ori would probably have his all, and he wasn't a big man. No, yeah, he was. Are we talking two thousand and nine Ori, or are we talking Ori now? Because I reckon he's shrunk about three. Oh, yeah. No, you do. You shrink as you get older. I mean, I, I was, I was over six foot, and I'm just under now. No, I was half an inch over now. I'm half an inch under. So you do shrink. It is a. It is a <laughs> oh God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you won't. No, you no, won't. no. Obviously, I've been shrinking since You've I was You've got 18, good bone so density, not right. long bone density. We've got a good yeah, bone density. So. You should be right. Yeah. Go the pies. Up by three points. Yeah, so we've got the footy going here and the pies. If anyone's a Collingwood supporter, which... Why would you... Who do you support? Lions. Lions. Obviously, oh, yeah. by that shirt. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because they were local team? Yeah, just when I was in Gold Coast. Just went down yep. to Brisbane, Brisbane Bears games and... Where did you start yeah. supporting them, mate? 2002? No. No, I would have been five-year-old, I think. I actually... Um, even got invited to a few barbecues. I went down round to a bloke called Brad Rowe. Oh, so yeah, I got I remember a Brad, yeah. Brad, pair of shorts of his. He actually ended up going to Collingwood. Yes, he did. Um, he he pl- played better at Collingwood. Yeah, too. so I got a pair of the old white footy shorts with the Ansett airline strip down the side that he had as his playing shorts right. when I was a kid. And, cool. Um, so, yeah, always been Brisbane. I was lucky enough to have the, the three years. I think I was just old enough to drink and watch them all at the pub, so... Yeah, me too. Uh, Would have been the greatest thing, actually. Oh, I mean, that's no. what uh, Tyler is a Brisbane supporter, yeah. but he was a bit young, and I think now he realised I probably should have taken a bit more notice yeah. of it then. then it was a some... horrendous period of time, that one. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't enjoyed the play Why did you choose to be a colleague with some... Why? Oh, I didn't I get the choice. I don't understand it. So it in was thrust fa- upon you, was it? Yep, so my nana's from Essendon, and my granddad's from Collingwood. So everyone on... Well, well my granddad's actually Alternate from Irvine, children. But he... Lives in Collingwood, so he's always been a Collingwood supporter. So he's always supported Collingwood. The boys have always supported Collingwood. And the girls have always supported Essendon. So yeah. Nana's like born and bred Essendon. Yeah, but I everything. Mean, and um, I didn't get the choice, mate. I grew up in Collingwood jumpers, whether I liked it or not. And it's almost a lesser of two evils, though. And you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm doing it to my kids. Like I was <laughs> really? talking to Katina about it the other day. She's like, oh, the girls will have to support Essendon because that's what the girls do. And I'm like, no. Angie broke that mold. She went over to Collingwood, so my girls are supporting Collingwood. I couldn't give a mess, and then. I want them to have one premiership in their whole lifetime. Let, let them have a free make, will. Even make the finals. Yeah. Let them support St Kilda. Yeah. Let them know what real heartbreak is. Real heartbreak. Let them know what misery is. Real heartbreak would be if and, they supported St when, Kilda. <laughs> and what do we do? We get Ross Lyon to coaches. I'm sorry, Frankie, you're going to have to move out. But I'm only seven, Dad. Well, you chose them, mate. Get out. At least if you've got a kid supports St Kilda, you know they'll be hard. They'll be able to handle life's... Rough patches. I did have second thoughts once of supporting Collingwood. It was about 2009. I think I took Katina and my nana to a game at the MCG. And I was sitting between Collingwood and Essendon supporters. And the abuse going back and forwards was just... Like, even for my standard at the time, a mid-20s guy, like, it was just 
disgusting what yeah. they were saying to each other, and I thought, oh. and then you hear my nan out of the blue, go the, go the dons. <laughs> Actually, that is one thing. I don't do. Have you been many games in Victoria? Uh, just the one. So I went probably three year ago to opening round. Uh, so I've been Carlton Richmond. Um, it was great. I definitely mm. want to go back and watch the game. It's probably the best thing for me was that my team wasn't playing, so I could just relax and yeah. watch the football, and I yep. didn't care who won. Uh, I I hate watching the Lions play to be honest. Like I love it, but it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Even when you're up by twenty, thirty, you still think, "Oh, we've been in this position before, and we can lose." And yeah. <laughs> I found going to games at the Gabba because we went to a yeah. few when they were pretty good, like you know, yeah. and um. Much more of a social, not as much of that abuse and abuse. Maybe it was because maybe being in Brisbane in a single team town, there's maybe they outnumber that no one's pa- not as much passion there either. Like it doesn't yeah. have the amphitheatre feel either. No. Like oh, at the G, when when the Coles it's like a Coliseum, out, isn't it? Really, rolling woods, yeah. Like, yeah. And your hair stand up on yep. the back of your neck, and you know mm. there's ninety thousand people there compared to forty five thousand. It's massive yeah, though difference. though you get. There's some atmosphere there at the Brisbane games. Well, when they packed it out, like I was there the day Akamanas kicked those one from one boundary and then went around and kicked one from the other boundary in the wet line, you know, and the yeah. crowd atmosphere is good, but I, I find it's not as tribal. No, it's, it's, not like, as, it's like half the crowd's passionate supporters and the other half are like, just, oh, it's I mean, just a social occasion. Do it, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah when's, the, when's the nightclub open? Yeah. Yeah. Or when's the Pineapple Hotel open? <laughs> yeah. um, the only thing I've come close to the MCG that I've ever been to was Suncorp Stadium. Suncorp oh, Stadium is unbelievable is it? when yeah. it's full. It is so good. And you can see what they called the cauldron for State of Origin and stuff like that because it is just... There must be something about the way it's designed and built. It's just an echo chamber and yeah. it's just deafening. Yeah. Oh, I went to Brisbane Broncos, played West Tigers. Oh, yeah. And I left at half-time. I thought, this is just... Yeah, it would have been I, shit I, game. I, I thought it was boring. But, yeah, New South Wales, Queensland, bit of rivalry, I think. Yeah, I, I can imagine State of Origin is yeah. different. I went That's to a basketball game actually too when Leroy Loggins oh, yeah. was playing, yeah. and then I left at halftime too. I found it boring. At Auckland Flyer, <laughs> I did. Sorry, Auckland Flyer, they played that at or? Oh, it might have been entertainment centre. They would have. Yeah, had the I think it was games. years yeah. ago. There was a there was a limo there for Leroy. We tried to get in that at the end, but yeah. they reckon I was the wrong colour. Leroy Loggins um, and Ratliff and a few others back in the yeah. day. Yeah, so. but yeah, I just found it like to me basketball is not a good game to watch. I it's just it. up and down, up and down. But I can appreciate. The yeah. actual physicality and the skill of it, yeah. like it's 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 fast moving, it it's well, non-stop. Yeah, I, I I prefer Aussie Rules. I've taken Amelia to a couple of live games and some of her friends as well. And I said, because she doesn't like watching on TV, and that's probably partly because I'm swearing the whole time and you get emotional. calling the Lions players dickheads and all that. But at a live game, the atmosphere is just. That's what I said. I need to take it to the MCG one day because it's it's just something completely different. So. It is, yeah. I've got to go to grand final one day. Actually. Yeah, you've been to a grand final. I'll no, be never. I'll be going this year hopefully. Collingwood Essendon's the closest I've been. That was ninety thousand. That was amazing. Yeah. I can only imagine what a grand final's like. Yeah, no, it must. Be. I, I remember I've been to the G. And I think there was ninety eight thousand there, but that was at a cricket game. And I was hungover because the day before there was about twenty thousand, and we'd sat in the sun drinking all day. Yeah. But the next day, yeah, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. the crowd. You and, might get the call up to go and sing for a grand final or something like that. I could, I could. You got meatloaf on you, so... Yeah, well, I can't do any That's worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, right. Hey, rest in peace. <laughs> we met him. We met him, he's up we at We met meatloaf at LEB. Really? Yep. We didn't believe it at the time, but it was. Yeah, so we were at um, Paddy Shenanigans at Ellie Beach for one of our mate's Bucks parties. And one of our mate's Scotty comes up and goes, that's... That's meatloaf. 
at the bar. Surely, like, these two old birds hanging off him. And, and he went, I'm going to photo with him. And we're like, fuck him, Scotty. It's not meatloaf. It's not meatloaf. And this next, is Scotty... Oh, so, Scotty Simpson, one of oh, my friends. Yeah. And then we, um, the next day, we... Oh, I can't remember who's... It might have been me. We saw him at the top of the hill in his bright red shoes, whatever, taking photos. And then as we come over the hill to go on this party boat for Hula's Bucks party, there's this giant yacht sitting out there and, yeah, meatloaf's yacht. Gee, that's Just, just partying up at Ailey Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to buy him a beer and the bartender would have no bar of it at all. We couldn't get kicked out that night. No. Well, we did. We had to take our shirts we off. We all yet. took our shirts off and got kicked out. <laughs> we tried our best, but they wouldn't <laughs> kick us out, so we all just took our shirts off. And then they did kick you out. Which brings me to one of my favourite turtle ball stories. From <laughs> all this right, let's hear true. it. Yeah, let's get to the dirt on the turtle. So he's got his shirt unbuttoned. We're at Paddy Shenanigans, live band, we're boogieing, whatever else. Hey, let's just put this in perspective. You're, you're not exactly hairless. Oh, he's not <laughs> no. no. Like, you know, Velcro. Velcro and you yep. would yep. stick together pretty yeah. good. Yep. Yep. Right out. Yep. So he's got his chest out and he's dancing around and we're all having a laugh at him and the bouncer comes up and goes, mate, you have to put your shirt back on. And he looks at him dead in the eye and I've never ever seen someone do this to a bouncer. He's like, I won't. And the bouncer went, all right. And yeah? walked away. And really? And he continued dancing with his shirt open. And I'm standing there going, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> no, I won't. Not, not fuck Fair off, enough, mate. Too, I mean, yeah. It I worked won't. in the 70s. Who who buttoned up their shirt? Oh, right. he's probably weren't around, but no one buttoned up their shirts in the 70s. Oh, Ian more Chappell more used to go out to bat for Australia with only one button. I've got this chest hair for a reason. I've got to but, show it off. So. That's right. And it was big in the 70s. Yeah. Chest hair was big. Jordan Eagles, George Eagles, or the ABC crew. That's a dying thing. But I think the bouncer hair. probably was just the same as the rest of us, just enjoying the little treat. Yeah, you know, I, I can't say. Like who were you hurt in anyway? Who no, were you one. hurt? No. That's what I'm being. Just myself. Oh, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still impressed with the meatloaf story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, meatloaf. I'll show you a photo after. Yeah. In, Not a turtle's chest, but meatloaf. He would have had to do a batter hell or something for you surely no he was on his way out I think because he was pretty he looked pretty wounded he didn't look like himself didn't he no it might have been he had a few Ellie Beach will do that to you it does doesn't it we must have a footy trip somewhere else one year 10 years mate last year was 10 years in a row was it I think I might have been oh no I reckon the last one I went to the last one I went to was went to a 21st at Magnum PI there or something Eventually, someone come up and said, well, "You're not invited this 21st." I said, no, but that's who cares. I've been there about now. 43 drinks. I remember you've been to one with me. I was on one when you came up. You and Mike right. Redsall. Yeah, that would have been a. While. It was a while ago. I'm a bit like you guys. Footy trips have been past me. Oh, mate, this year Porky and all the other old blokes were up there for. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wounded. And they're in better nick than us on Sunday. <laughs> and Blade looks after himself pretty well. Been great talking to you. Timmy Borg. Mate, thank you for having me. Who would you like to get on? It can be anyone. It can be a celebrity. We can get me. No, we can't get me. Both. Actually, he's dead. Sorry. He's dead, yeah. yeah. So is uh, his rider, Jim Steinman. Yeah. We can't get him. Um, I'm going to throw two out to you. One's a celebrity. Um, female. Wouldn't mind hearing from Anna Mears. Anna Mears. Yeah. Jeez, could be gettable. We'll local, girl, local girl. Local girl. Um, yeah, send her a message. So um, I think she I think she'd <laughs> We are great. personal... Really? I think she'd be great to listen to. I remember her parents used to own the uh, Wendy's Chicken Shop on Yamba Road. Used to call in there after school and grab a few feeds along the way. If we, would she similar age to you or yeah, a bit older? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. 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 Look, if you can't get her, maybe uh, let's get a, another uh, another St Kilda fan on. Let's get um, Andrew Crutch. 
Andrew Crouch, yes. He'd be interesting to talk to. He's he a would be, yeah. Good businessman and he's done so much, hasn't dabbled he? in a bit of footy and he loves his feet too. Loves his yeah, feet, yeah. Yep. He's made a career out of it. Yeah. Mm. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I think either one of those two. We could be... maybe get his wife Cassandra on, but then Andrew would never get a word in. Yeah, you'd have mm. to censor it. Oh, she'd break your microphones, mate. She's pretty loud, mm. so. Isn't she? I, that's what I remember from their first time here. Yeah. Cooper Crutch! That all used to Yeah, be she's, she's got, got a bit of volume to her, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's a great kid, I'm sure, Cooper, now. He must. We got yeah. another one on the way. Yeah. Have I? Really? Well, there you go, too. Must be coming back to Queensland. I'll give him four now, so. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I reckon Crutchy be Ripper. Yeah, he would be. Well, I, I, I tell you what, I'm excited for Andrew Mears. I reckon that'd be good. Yeah, Actually, I've, I've texted Wayne Clifford might message, have some. So. Yeah. You're good friends with Andrew Mears, eh? Oh, hit up. Oh. Hit up. I no, no, just DM'd her. Hit up Tyler. He's a pretty good cyclist. He's probably got connections with Andrew Mears, so. Who, sorry? Tyler Hodgins. He's, um, yeah, he's, actually, pretty, he's pretty good on a bike, he, isn't he? Has he backed out <laughs> on the triathlons a bit, has I he? I haven't seen him for a while, so. No, no. He was. I don't know. He's in the weights a bit and different things, but I. I've been looking at his Strava. He hasn't been doing a lot of running. No, apparently it affected his footy last year, so he had to give it away. So. Yeah, no, he's he's changed and he's tacked a bit. Yeah. He wants to be. I don't know. He feels he lost a bit of strength at the footy. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully oh, he has a good year. This judging year. from the numbers on Thursday night, he's at least in the top fifteen now. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And while we're talking about football, Ben played footy in Bulgaria last week. Had, had his game. Ha- yeah, had a game in Bulgaria. Where the touches he get? He kicked three goals. He said Ooh. kicked three goals. Um, Proud of him. A team he's playing for the something demons they're mainly expat Aussies. Australians yep. also, yeah. but apparently they played a team that had Bulgarians in it Israelites in it Frenchmen in it oh, God. so I don't know if they spanked them or what but he said oh there's some absolute guns in our team but I don't know how so good so a guns they, they, they would be so where'd they play him in Bulgaria oh where they play Ben not in the ruck he said in the midfield and up forward midfield yeah because right. I saw there was there's a photo I'll have to show you later and there's a guy there that must be the ruckman. Like he was eight inches taller than Ben, I reckon. Yeah. He was huge. And so Joshy Doran size. Well, Ben couldn't. Really yeah, I said to Ben, bring him home. He couldn't win ben a ruck tap here, so he wouldn't have much chance over there then. So. Yeah. All right, Ben, come on, <laughs> come on. They've been a bit harsh, but yeah, probably. Yeah, true. Well done on the three goals, Ben. Mm. But you know, he should have done better in the ruck. He just wouldn't do as I told him to do. I said, just you. lead with your knees. Yeah. Yeah. You were an, you were an elite ruckman though, Ledge. I. Did play, yeah, in the ruck. yeah I, I was know. A I remember. I was a ruckman. Ben Hodgins, first Glenmore Bull to kick a goal in Bulgaria. Yes, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah right. That right. Down, yeah. Actually, um, if anyone wants to, whatever team they are, the Demons jersey, Ben's taken orders for him. Actually, yeah. I'll put him in my order for one. It's kind of like a Melbourne Demons with a yellow stripe in it. And yeah. right. still waiting so. to hear from Shane Fowler if he's playing for a he German is. team. I've over heard there. he yeah. is playing okay. football yeah. over there. Yeah, um, I hope he's playing at fullback. I really do. He deserves to play fullback. I mean, you're not a forward, Maxi. I mean, I know you think you kicked lots of goals, but you could have saved a few more for us. Can you imagine yeah. that? You don't speak English very well and you're at the pub and Shane Fowler's telling you how to kick that day about an inch from your face. <laughs> what a day. That'd be yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Actually, <laughs> haven't we all? No, great guy, Maxi, great guy. I hope they're doing great over there, Maxi and... Shelby. 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 I knew I got it wrong once. You corrected me once. I think Shelby's the German pronunciation of her name anyway, so. Will be now. I think Shelby made cars. Isn't that guy that made the cars? Yeah, yeah, the race yeah, cars? Yeah. 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 But no. Selby is a German name, I think. Yeah. Mm. 
probably prattling on a little here. Yeah. Once again, thank you very much, Timmy. No worries, mate. Thank, thank you very much, Joel, thanks, for helping Joel. us out. Ah, with, thanks um, for having me again, Ledge, yeah. and thanks, Tim, for dropping me home. I'll tell you no what, you're, you're just going to have another Melbourne Bitter you've done that well there. We'll stop it at this, though. Deal. All right. Treat. Yeah. All right, that's episode eight in the can. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thanks, Ledge. Thanks, Ledge.